hopefully this song will be one of the ways that God can remind you um, of the fact that Christmas isn't just this jolly, festive, celebratory thing, but that Christmas can actually be a place where you find healing and comfort in Christ as you're reminded that he came to the earth for us for this reason, because we suffer and he, he cares about that. Welcome to the Scripture and Song Podcast. My name is Jonathan. And I'm Emily. Thank you for joining us in this episode. Uh, We're glad that you're here. This is a podcast where we, as songwriters and artists, we love talking about songs that we have written because we tend to write songs full of God's Word. We believe that God's Word is beautiful, powerful, life-giving, and helpful. And so we just love taking God's Word and putting it into Scripture. Um... (laughs) into song, excuse me. Um, And uh, this podcast is a chance for us to get to share a little bit about the songwriting process, Mm -hmm. but also kind of deep dive into God's word together and into the content of the songs that we have written together. Mm -hmm. And so hopefully if you're here, you're familiar with our songs. If not, um, we are on Spotify and iTunes, All all the places. Just look Jonathan and Emily Martin up. And we are in the middle of a series covering the songs on our most recent album, a Christmas album, um, or we actually prefer to call it an Advent Advent album, album. um, that we released a couple years ago called Tell Me the Story. And today we are talking about a song. It's a sad song called This Christmas. It's the only sad song on the album. Though I will say one of the big reasons why we call this album an Advent album instead of a Christmas album is because there's a lot of longing in this album. Um, and the whole the whole concept of Advent is the arrival of Jesus. And so we do cover a lot of just longing for Jesus to come and our longing for him to come again. Um, and I do really feel like <laughs> this particular song really encapsulates the longing that we now have in a still broken world as we're waiting for the arrival of Jesus for all time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you're unfamiliar with the song, you might want to check it out. I know, I think there's like a famous song called This Christmas. This Christmas <laughs> gave it my heart. Should I sing like Britney Spears? <clears throat> I feel like that just sounds Sure. Right. I mean, live your best life. It. Live your dream, girl. Uh, uh, um, well, anyway, if, if you try to look up the song, it's not that song and it's not a cover of that song. It's a completely different song that's not famous at all. Um, but you will find it more if you just look up us. Um, it's called This Christmas. And yeah, it's a it's a sadder song. Um, if you joined us for the last episode of the podcast, we talked about a song that's literally called Happy Christmas. Yep. Um, and it that is the most Christmassy song on the album. Sounds very seasonal. Lots of cheer, lots of joy, lots of fun. Um, but this song actually comes right after that song on the order of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just felt like it was really important for us to, to be able to kind of capture both emotions that a lot of us experience um Mm -hmm. at christmas christmas time is a a time of joy and cheer and fun and happiness for so many of us it's a wonderful time of the year but for a lot of us it's also a really hard time of the year Mm -hmm. um it's a time of the year that can actually kind of feel like a salt in the wound of our broken hearts Mm -hmm. um 
a lot of disillusionment and disappointment can be experienced at Christmas. We can feel hopeless and depressed, uh, especially when the cheer of Christmas, you know, the fun, the twinkle lights, the presents, the relationships, the joy, all of that isn't strong enough really to pull us out of the dark places that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so today on the podcast, yeah, we're going to talk about that song and, um, why I wrote it and why it matters to me and why we made sure to put this one mm-hmm. on the album. So, do you remember what the thing <coughs> was that got this song started? Um, I think it was just wanting to have a, a chance to express sad feelings at Christmas mm-hmm. because I know um, I've experienced that, but I know we have a lot of friends that have experienced that. We also, um, wrote and released this album after 2020 mm-hmm. uh, when I know the Christmases around the year 2020, 2021 were extra difficult for a lot mm-hmm. of people just because um, there was a lot of extra loss. There were less family members maybe at the table or at the gatherings for Christmas. And so um, I think the the idea of the song was really just kind of wanting to write mm-hmm. a sad song, wanting to write a song about the tensions that a lot of us feel emotionally mm-hmm. at Christmas time. Yeah. Um, but one of one of the things I love about music, and one of the reasons why I think sad songs are good and helpful, is because I think music for a lot of us can be really therapeutic and really healing. Um, it's one of the reasons why I really love music and why I really love songs, even though I'm a very typically happy joyful person, I guess. Um, but you love a good sad song. I really do love a good sad song <laughs> because it really helps dating, me process. That really surprised me. Yeah. Because you are typically always the one cutting jokes and upbeat and, but you go to music to feel your feelings. Yeah. Music is a great place for me to feel my feelings. That is true. Both with listening to music, but also with songwriting. I've mm-hmm. always just really loved going into my emo place. Even if, I mean, there's so many emo dark, sad songs have written that no one will ever hear, but they, that I heard them and God heard them and they're a way for me to express myself. They're a way for me to pray prayers. I even just think, um, about David and how he processed through a lot of his own like feelings, his Mm -hmm. sense of depression and, um, his doubts about God. He processed through all of that, through art, through creativity, through song. Mm -hmm. And we now have a lot of those collections of songs that we call the Psalms, mm-hmm. um, that are, a, were his way of kind of processing through yeah. that. It's, it's a mix of song and prayer. And so I think, um, I think writing sad songs as Christians, um, that's really important for, mm-hmm. for us and for a lot of people. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, in, in the, it, it's actually not even just in the Psalms really throughout the Bible, we call them Actually, the fancy word for them is laments, and um, I I felt a lot. I, I don't know if you feel this. I know a lot of artists that are Christians feel this um, this conflict in writing sad songs mm-hmm. as Christians, um, not because we don't want to, but because there's like this resistance in us, I feel, as Christians mm-hmm. or in Christendom um, to write sad songs. Um and we just don't, we don't tend to hear a lot of sad songs. Like on the radio, mm-hmm. you're not going to hear, on Christian radio, you're not going to hear many sad songs. Um, because I think for a lot of us, it's it's hard to know how long to stay there. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it feels like there always needs to be this like overly redemptive element in each song. Yeah. Um, but again, if you look at some of the songs or some of the laments, they just kind of end in 
sometimes really sad, dark places. But you know what I do? I noticed in, <coughs> in all of the laments, and often there's a pattern, there's always a pattern um, in the Psalms, um, just with the poetry of the time. But one of the familiar patterns that I've, I've seen a lot in the Psalms is it usually starts and ends with, or right in the middle, like it, the climax will be mm-hmm. like, but this is who I believe you are, God. Yeah. And then either you start with that and then you say all the things that are hard and then you end with that and it doesn't fix everything, but it's what you're holding on to in the midst of the hardship. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that holds the tension really well because David doesn't often say in the Psalms like, and now I'm great. Yeah. It's just, I'm, I'm holding on. My hope is who you are. My hope is that I know you fulfill your promises or I believe that you've told me that you will be with me. I don't feel like you're with me. And he just kind of like leaves feeling the feelings, but holding on to faith. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and, and the whole Bible, the whole story is our story with God is very redemptive. You know, he's going to wipe away every tear. Um, he's going to make all the sad things come untrue as we've heard a lot of uh, people say. Um, but at the same time, I do think, and sometimes I do feel like this is reflected in the Bible that even though, you know, holistically there is a sense of redemption, I think it's, it's good for us sometimes to know that in the moment, sometimes Mm -hmm. even just in our everyday lives, we know the experience of feeling like right now we're, we're kind of just sitting in this moment of confusion, of sadness, of grief, of doubt, and there isn't an immediate redemption to this right now. Yeah. You know, right now, what it looks like is it looks like waiting on mm-hmm. God. It looks like hoping in his promises. And I know like David, he voiced a lot of that too, that even though he's in this moment of very intense feelings and emotions, the redemptive element right now is the simple waiting on God and his faithfulness and mm-hmm. his promise, even though this moment there's no relief. There's no relief here right now. And so, um, I think it's good sometimes for us to have songs. I wish there were more songs. I know we have a friend, Patrick, who's about to release some sad songs, Mm -hmm. um, based out of an experience that he's going through with his health. Um, and I think there's a need for more songs like that in the church songs that can allow us to find our voice and find freedom in voicing our griefs Mm -hmm. and our sadness and our doubts um, and not feeling like we have to like wrap it up quick, wrap it up and redeem it in this kind of what feels like makes light of our sorrows or it feels cheesy to like overly redeem it right here in this moment. I think, you know, I just think of the psalmist in multiple Psalms saying how long, Oh Lord. And it's Mm -hmm. just, I think that's just a good reminder that we, a lot of these hard things aren't just, wrapped up quickly. A lot of times we're sitting in the tension and, um, I hope I'm not jumping too far ahead, but I, (coughs) that's why I love this song. And I love the bridge of this song. Mm -hmm. A child has been born, a light in our darkness, hope in the madness of this world. Mm -hmm. And I think that holds the tension so well because it reminds us that the whole, the hope is not that the dark things are not hard or necessarily better in this moment, the hope is that the light has come and Jesus is with us in it all. And, and Jesus isn't just present, you know, during quiet time with a nice cup of coffee when things are going well, Jesus is just as present in the darkest night. Um, and 
it's the hope that we hold on to, but it, it, it definitely is a comfort, but it doesn't make the hurt hurt less. And Jesus knew that that was what he was entering into. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knew that, you know, we're still in the middle of the story. Yeah, true. Yeah. I think, um, even another thing that I thought was interesting, <laughs> like for example, I just saw a movie like advertisement for like this kind of apocalyptic <laughs> horror movie that's coming out at Christmas time. Oh and it's gosh. like a Christmas story slash apocalyptic. And it's like this, uh, joining of things that you don't normally experience at the same time, you know? And I, I feel that way about Christmas music. I feel like <laughs> not only does Christian music sometimes struggle to, I feel like express sadness mm-hmm. very well, but also just Christmas music in general, even secular Christmas, Christmas music is almost always light and magical and bubbly yeah. and fun. And, you know, I think that's wonderful, but you just don't hear very many sad songs at Christmas time. Um, you just don't, that's just a weird thing to put together. And I kind of really love that, like the little rebellious part of me that's like, I want to do something different. Um, I really liked writing a sad Christmas song because again, that is just something, whether we're Christians or non-Christians, sadness and grief is a really big thing for so many people during the holidays. Um, And I just think it's important to like put art out into the world that expresses and and relates to that grief that a lot of people experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, but I I do just think it's funny too that, yeah, that it's it's so weird that there's just not very many songs at Christmas time that are sad. We just want a narcotic you know, for our sadness, we want to be able to throw enough twinkle lights up and good food and drink our sorrows away. Um, and it just makes me think of the hymn, come thou long expected Jesus. Mm. And even just talking about it now, it makes me think kind of of the second verse in just a different light. Um, but the lyric that's come to earth to taste our sadness, he whose glories knew no end, like he did ultimately come to take all things sad away, but we're not there yet. And he, Christ entered into our sadness. He's still entering in to our sadness. Yeah. And I think you're right. Like the joy and fun of Christmas is kind of a narcotic for us. It's a way for us to kind of escape sad feelings sometimes, but I think it also can have the other effect of kind of rubbing our faces Mm -hmm. in our grief. You know, when you, it's kind of like when you feel like you're struggling, but you see someone else doing super well, it kind of like amplifies what you're experiencing. And I think the joy and the magic of Christmas is wonderful, but it also can amplify and kind of put a magnifying glass on our sorrows and our Mm -hmm. griefs and the the things that we're going through. And that's, that's where I feel like it's a, it can be a salt in the wound of our grief. Um, but you know, another thing that I, another reason why I thought it would be good to write this kind of song is because much like, I think it's important for us to connect our fun with our relationship with Christ, with our faith, Mm -hmm. with, um, who God is. And we talked about that in the last Mm -hmm. podcast when we talked about the song, happy Christmas, that we don't want to live in a way where we are disconnecting our relationship with God from our faith. Mm -hmm. Um, we want to invite God in. We want to see that he is the giver of all good gifts so that, you know, our fun and our enjoyment of things like Christmas and family and gifts and all of this is, um, helping point us more and more Mm -hmm. to God rather than 
um, a way for us to ignore God um, and live kind of oblivious to who he is in the midst of our fun. Mm -hmm. In the same way, um, I think it's really important for us to not only feel our feelings of grief and sadness, it's good to have songs, it's good to have uh, things like that that help, that feel a little bit therapeutic, Mm -hmm. but also I think it's important for us to really seek out the Lord in these yeah. feelings and, and to ask questions like, where is God in the midst of our grief? Mm-hmm. Um, how does this play into our faith? Um, and so, yeah, we want our celebrating to glorify God, to connect us to God, to help us worship God mm-hmm. in the same way. Um, how is our suffering, our heaviness at Christmas time connected with our relationship with God? Because I think both of those places, yeah, we lose sight, but I, if you stay to the end of this podcast, what I'm excited about is I hope by the end of the podcast, you can see that God actually really might want to bless your socks off if you're experiencing Ooh. grief <laughs> in Christmas with with the Christmas story itself, with the fact that Jesus has come um, in our sorrows. It can amplify the wonderful joy of the mm-hmm. fact that Jesus came as a baby, took on our flesh so that he could sympathize with our weaknesses, so that he could bear our griefs, Mm -hmm. so that he could lighten our burden. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, you know, at Christmas time, even though we're feeling sad things, um, we can allow the message of the gospel, the message of Mm -hmm. Jesus coming to earth to to be a a healing thing in our hearts and uh, to be a comfort to us in our sadness. With that being said, I also just wanted to, on this Christmas album, really be able to communicate the full value, I guess, that I see or like the full story of Christmas. Um, Because the story of Jesus coming to earth, if we really want to accurately paint that picture Mm -hmm. as an artist, these are things I was thinking I was... I was writing songs for this album. Um, We need a song of celebrating because Jesus coming to the world is a hugely celebratory thing. Greatest thing that ever happened. Yeah, it should bring us a lot of joy and cheer and gladness. This is good news. Um, But also, if we really want to, again, accurately paint the picture of Christmas and the meaning, the deep meaning of Christmas... Um, it's important for us to remember that he came into the world for the purpose of entering into our suffering Mm -hmm. and so that he could experience our suffering. That's why he became a man for the purpose of feeling the griefs that we feel, feeling the losses, the suffering um, that we're experiencing. And so, um, if suffering were not a thing, actually, if pain were not a thing, um, all of these things that are caused by sin, death, all of, if these were not things that, God knows that we go through and God knows is very real, Mm -hmm. um, then there really wouldn't even have been a need for Jesus to come. No, that's the reason he came. Yeah, the whole reason he needed to come is because the world is so dark. Mm -hmm. And we we feel that darkness a lot at times like Christmas um, because um, it's in those moments a lot of times that we feel the heaviness of life. We feel tragedy. We feel sadness. um, We experience these losses and... Um, they just, it, it makes the world feel wrong. It makes the world feel like things are not the way they're supposed to be. And that is exactly why Jesus entered into the world. Mm -hmm. He came not just in a celebratory way, but he also came to enter into our suffering. And so I just felt like that's an important thing, um, that we want to do whatever we can to like paint that color, I guess, of the Christmas story through songs and songwriting. Which I think is just so good, especially for us as 
like New Testament, post New Testament believers, um, because for us, we know that Jesus came. For the Israelites, they were waiting. It was 400 years of silence. And so when he came, granted, everybody didn't know that he came for quite a while. But like, I think for us, it's just so helpful to remember, okay, <laughs> like this is not a new experience. Like feeling the weight of the world, our need for God, that's what this is all about. And if anything, just feeling the hard things just awakens our hearts for our need for him and prepares our hearts to, to be comforted by the fact that we're not alone, that there will be a reason for our suffering and that there eventually will be an end to all of this. But just yeah. know that God is not surprised by that. We don't have to feel guilty that we feel weighed down um, or that there's a feeling we can't shake, but we can bring it to the Lord who came to be with us in it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, too, our sadness at Christmas, our grief at Christmas has can serve us in that um, it can cause us to marvel even more at who God is mm -hmm. when we really look at the Christmas story. Um, Tim Keller has really helped me see this. I have a few quotes to share that were helpful as I wrote um, this song. He said, God so hates suffering and evil that he has willing, willingly come into it and become enmeshed in it. Mm. Christmas, in it, we see God's willingness to enter this world of suffering and to suffer with us and for us. Mm -hmm. No other religion believes God became breakable or suffered or had a body. There's no way to have a real relationship without becoming vulnerable to hurt. And Christmas tells us that God became breakable and fragile. God became someone we could hurt. Mm -hmm. And um, I really, I just really am thankful for those quotes and, and for that idea and reminder um, that we have a God that, yeah, just deeply wants to sympathize with our suffering, deeply wants mm -hmm. to experience what we experience. And uh, one of the hardest things about our pain and suffering, the reason why that's that's important to me is because one of the hardest things about our pain and suffering is the feeling of feeling so alone in our suffering. Um, and this song um, that we wrote, it does end with some hope and redemption because when you look at Jesus, when you dive the depths with Jesus and explore suffering and explore pain and you explore loss and disillusionment with Jesus, um, you can't end up, you can't have anything but hope, um, because he entered into that suffering and he's not leaving you alone in it. He's showing you and comforting you by showing you that he is suffering it with you, that he is truly bearing your burden with you. And so when we look to Jesus and especially if we look to Jesus in the Christmas story, it's hard to feel alone mm -hmm. because Jesus is with us. Um, Jesus came into this world, like we said, to suffer with us. He became vulnerable and fragile, and um, he became that way because he was making himself vulnerable to us. Um, and so um, that's really helpful to me because I think I think grief is compounded by this feeling of loneliness mm -hmm. and this feeling of like no one knows what it's yeah. like. No one knows what I'm really going through. Um, and that's really true. It's really hard to expect other human beings to fully understand what you're going through on your in your internal yeah. world. It's really hard for, to get new people to 
understand the depths of your suffering. Mm -hmm. Um, The only true friend that can truly resonate and understand and feel the weight of the things that we suffer is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why he came into the world because he came into the world so that he could call us friends. Mm -hmm. We just talked about that last night with, we teach a a kid's class on Wednesday nights at our church and um, Jesus came to, to call us friends Mm -hmm. and we can go to Jesus, our friend, knowing that he alone fully understands what we're going through. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, revelation 21, four, I actually mentioned this before says that he will wipe away every tear. And so another good reason for why we should process our grief and what I love about this song processing grief um, at Christmas time is because um, it helps us rem- have hope. It helps us remember that Jesus didn't just enter into our suffering to feel it with us and to mm-hmm. suffer with us and to stay there with yeah. us. He entered into our suffering for the purpose of ultimately removing it from us, yeah. from ultimately, you know, wiping away every tear, which I've heard a few different understandings of what that means, but um, making it so that at the minimum, it would seem that anything that we've ever suffered would become very dull and light and mm-hmm. and small. Yeah. It doesn't mean that our sufferings are diminished or they're not real, but that, but that they they aren't significant anymore. That mm-hmm. the most significant thing in our lives and what Jesus is doing is that one day um, our joy is going to be so complete and mm-hmm. full and never ending, and our future so bright. Um, we're going to really feel and know that reality that um, our sorrows and our griefs that we have experienced um, are just not not going to be able to reach yeah. reach us at, at the depths that the, it's reaching us now, and I guess. And God's goodness and sovereignty, there's no pointless pain yeah, um, absolutely. that we experience. And so I just think just that comforts me so much, just constantly knowing, okay, God can and promises to do something with this. <clears throat> Yeah. Like, and that's one way that I, that I feel really encouraged to, to, to sit in the tension because there's always something that he's doing, even in the tension. Yeah. And another thing for those of us who might be experiencing suffering and grief at Christmas time, um, that I hope brings hope and, and helps you even see that, like you're saying, Emily, there is, even now God is using our sufferings for our good Mm -hmm. and um it's not pointless pain with christ um is that it actually puts us in a really good place to receive from god yeah the best place there are two kinds of people that are in the best position to hear and receive the gospel Mm -hmm. and to receive the good news of the birth of christ those who feel that they are terrible no good rotten dirty sinners like they would say at our church and those who are hurting, those yeah. who are deeply suffering, those two people are ready to receive the good news of Christ mm-hmm. coming um, because his coming marks our joy, marks hope, helps us to know that this isn't the end of the story, that we do indeed have a Savior coming to save us and rescue us from our sufferings, from our darkness, from our griefs, from our sin. In the bridge of the song, um, there's a line in there that says, God hears our cries. He isn't satisfied to leave us alone. I love that part because I feel like that just speaks to me and reminds me like he could. Yeah. He wouldn't be bad to leave us alone because this is 
the bed that we made for ourselves, you know, and, but because of who he is, he just can't do it. Like, or he could do it from a distance, maybe even, I don't know how all that works out. I don't think maybe he could, but he decided that the way he was going to fix this was going to be to come to be with us. Yeah. His heart definitely is to reverse the curse of our mess, Mm. of our broken hearts and our broken world. And his offer to us is to come to him because he has come to us. You know, um, those of us who are crushed by pain and um, all the things that we're enduring here, he's offering us hope. He's even offering us hope when we feel guilty. This isn't just for the victims (laughs) of the world. This isn't just for the people who feel victimized by the world or by happenings in life. Jesus is offering hope to the people who are most ready to hear about that hope. He's offering himself to those who are most in need of his coming, of his Mm -hmm. birth, um, to those of us who, yeah, even feel that the things we are suffering are our own fault. And we deeply, deeply feel that. And we think, why would anyone rescue me from my suffering? Because Mm -hmm. I'm the one that's causing my suffering. This pain and this grief that I'm experiencing from loss of relationships, from loss of whatever in my life is caused by my own sinfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is no escape. There is no hope for me because it's my own fault. I love that you included that in the song because I think that is probably one of the biggest things <clears throat> that keeps us from believing this. Yeah. Because it does seem like, well, yeah, surely it's only for the victims. But first of all, we're all guilty. But second of all, I just think the longer we walk in this world and we encounter our own sinfulness, sinfulness, the more we feel the weight of our own guilt and our own need. And then the gospel is just even that much more beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for those suffering from sin and those suffering from being victimized, all of us who are suffering, um, Christmas reminds us this doesn't have to be the end of the story. Um, That our suffering and our grief, our consequences of our sin, all of these things don't have the last and final say that we can actually let Christ have the last and final say mm-hmm. over our lives. Um, and so the birth of Christ is amazing news and it's deeply amazing news for those of us who feel desperate for it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that's why I think both those of us who feel guilty, who feel a need for a savior and then those of us who are suffering and in the midst of grief and suffering, are we're actually in a really good place yeah. to be experiencing Christmas and to be reminded of this Christmas story of Christ coming to us. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <clears throat> in the recording of the song, was there anything, or just like finishing writing, were there any roadblocks or something that came together in the recording of the actual song that just really made it for you or communicated it well for you? Um, I really actually do like the chorus a lot. Um, I read a quote a little bit before writing the song. I can't even remember what the quote said, but it was something along the lines of, if you're an amateur, you write something really, really simple, like Mm -hmm. foolishly simple. Um, But people who have like moderate skill actually tend to go towards complexity and they try to write really complex things. Mm-hmm. Um, but then those who are actually really experts and masters of their mm-hmm. craft, they actually 
are simple typically in what they have to say, but it's a, a profound simplicity. Mm. It's like a razor sharp, clear simplicity. And so I don't feel like I have mastered my craft necessarily. I don't feel like I'm like an expert at what I do necessarily, but I just say that because that was in my mind as yeah. I was <laughs> I writing that. this course is I was like, okay, I don't need to be overly complex. I just want to say what I'm feeling the truth. I just want to say what I feel. Mm-hmm. I want to say it in a way that resonates. I want to say it simply. And I really feel like you accomplished that. I feel like the course is just, it's a groan. Yeah. And it's, it paves the way for the hope in the bridge, but the chorus is the point. It's the, where we are. It's, what we, where we are and what we need. I need a reason to hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's really what I wanted. I just wanted it to f- be felt and I wanted it to be simply but profoundly expressed. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this Christmas is so hard, you know, like that's simple, but I think it's yeah. just true for well, a lot of people. It's been really interesting as we've toured the album the last couple of years. I have been, I shouldn't be surprised. I mean, I remember when you wrote this and you were like, I think this is really going to resonate because I remember we talk about a lot. uh, Our first album after we was our third album, actually, I think. Yes. Not our home. We talk about a lot of hard things on that album. And that was the first album that we started getting a lot of feedback um, from people online and friends and family because we were talking about depression and anxiety and things that people go through. And without fail, every concert we've had of this Christmas album, there is always someone who comes up at the end and says, I needed that song. Yeah. I lost my mom this year or mm-hmm. I'm have cancer or things are really hard with, you know, I just got in a divorce or things are really hard with my kids. Like, thank you for this song. And yeah. it's just been so redemptive to see that. And even just to be able to share, like, none of us are alone in this. We all need a reason to hope. But thank the Lord we have Christmas every year to really remind us that the light came into our darkness and that he's still here with us. Yeah. I think um, I, you know, we're about to go back out on Christmas tour and we haven't sung this song live for people in over a year. And I'm always excited to share this song, even though that's Mm -hmm. weird because it's a sad song. But I'm excited to share it almost always because I know that it's ministering to somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know that there's somebody here who is going through and can feel and resonate with the grief of Christmas. And so, um, it's, it's one of those songs where like, I'm never wondering if people are getting it, you know, because we all feel Um, it, you know, and and I just know that it's resonating with Mm -hmm. somebody. Um, and so, and then as far as lyrics go, actually this song, has the last pinned lyric of the album because um, the second chorus, I'm mean, second verse for the longest time. I didn't know what I was wanting to say. Oh, yeah, And I had yeah. like a whole note sheet of like yes. idea after idea after idea listed. <laughs> um, and you even went into the studio, not knowing you were still in well, between lyrical ideas. Yeah. We like recorded the song, uh, tracked it, and it got down to the point where I was the next day going to go in and sing the song. Someone. And I still didn't really know what I wanted the line to be. And so <clears throat> I think I was like in the shower or something. You were. I remember that. And uh, I finally tapped, uh, tapped on into a line that I, I really liked, which is the line that 
that we ended up putting in, in the album or in the song. And it says, you know, wave after wave is just too strong not to feel. And when I heard that in my head, I was like, yes, I think that's exactly, I don't know if it was because I was in water or something. <laughs> I was just thinking about waves of grief that keep pounding you, you mm -hmm. know, it's like just, you feel this like heavy grief and you feel like you're coming out of it. And right when you feel like you're coming out of it, you just feel like you're pummeled again over and over and over again. I know that's what it's felt like for me. I think that's how a lot of people describe it. And I think I like the part that you say it's too strong not to feel. Yeah. Because I think we feel guilty for getting knocked down by things, but like it's impossible to not be affected sometimes by life. And Jesus didn't, doesn't expect us to not be affected. I think, you know, I also just think of that phrase that we say a lot, like drowning in grief or drowning in mm. sorrows or something. Um, and I think a lot of us, if you think about waves pummeling you and like you're in the middle of this ocean of grief, mm -hmm. um, I think with grief and sadness, because we feel so alone in it and because mm. we, it's hard for people to really understand how much we're drowning. I think a lot of times, and also just because grief, processing through grief is a bitter experience. It's a process. It's in really hard stages. And so I think in a lot of ways we try to we try to present ourselves as if we're not drowning, mm -hmm. as if we are, you know, are not feeling it as deeply as we are. And I think even for ourselves, sometimes we are internally uh, not aware of how much we are grieving and how much yeah. we're actually drowning in yeah, sure. in grief. But sometimes though too, the grief is just so strong and it's pummeling us so much that it's just, it's too strong. We can't not feel it. Yeah. Even if we're trying really hard to not yeah. be sad or not be full of grief over the things that we're experiencing. And so I really was glad, um, thankful to the Lord for that line and that I finally found it after like a hundred different versions of yeah. a lyric yeah. there. Um, was there anything instrumental <clears throat> or just in the track with the band that came through that you just really loved? I think this one, I mean, I really love how the song turned out. I don't think there's anything uniquely uh, that, that stands out other than I feel like we struck a really good tone for the song considering it is. So, oh, I remember because um, I do love the bridge. Um, I love that the bridge, you know, it has a sense of hope and, and there is, uh, I wanted the bridge to feel like it's kind of like, crashing through yes. the sorrow yes and in the studio um i just remember you can't even really get a true sense of this on the album which makes me a little bit sad but when we were recording we recorded the instruments live um in the studio and i was there and we got to the bridge and the drummer did the like ta -ta -ta, yeah the triplet thing on the toms, I guess. And man, he played it in a way where in the studio we could like feel, feel it. it. Like you could feel it and it was mm -hmm. unexpected and it just kind of was like, whoa. And it's like just that, that idea was communicated for me of like just this breaking through. Jesus of, is busting through. I love hope. that. Cause I feel like the whole instrumental track is pretty like steady. Yeah until the bridge like it doesn't like get a whole lot louder like you're just kind of sitting in the feelings and then it's like the hope is like crashing through but i i love the majestic feel of the drums too because it feels like king jesus is coming yeah. like a redeemer a rescuer is coming yes um yeah 
And I, I love how it ends. I love that you changed the last chorus. It still has that. We still have this the same lyrics the whole way through. It's things are so hard. Yeah. <clears throat> but we have a reason to hope. Yeah. And there's like just there's that list or that that lift, and we sing it a little bit more strongly at the end. And so it doesn't go away. The ache doesn't go away. Yeah. But we have a reason to hope and. It just reminds me of something our pastors say a lot, which is that, what, how do they say it? All of history is trending towards redemption. Mm. You know, <laughs> like we have something to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I really, I, I really am happy with that bridge too. I, I feel like it, it communicates lyrically what I want to say. And then I felt like the music um, and the track really just uh, help. Help you feel it. Help you feel mm -hmm. the lyric. So, well, I'm really glad you wrote this song. Yes, I'm glad I wrote it too. I, I needed it. I know a lot of people need a song like this, and so um, I know it's not going to be everyone's favorite song, and it's probably not going to be the song that you're going to like play, play over on and the over. play on the radio or play over and over. But it's there or like, for you when you need it. Yeah, but when you need a good sad song <laughs> for Christmas, and when you need a reminder that Christ entered into our suffering and is with us in our suffering but then is also come to redeem our suffering and to offer us hope in the midst of our mm -hmm. grief and our brokenheartedness, um, then hopefully this song will be one of the ways that God can remind you um, of the fact that Christmas isn't just this jolly, festive, celebratory thing, but that Christmas can actually be a place where you find healing and comfort mm -hmm. in Christ as you're reminded that he came to the earth for us for this reason, yeah. because we suffer and he, he cares about that. Um, he, he cares a lot about it. We care a lot about our own suffering too, because we feel it. And, um, God isn't trivializing it. He isn't taking it lightly. It's very serious to him. And that's why Jesus came mm -hmm. to the earth. And that's what I hope this song can, can help with whether it's this Christmas or Christmas is in the future. So I'm excited to sing this one again this year. But we want to thank you all for joining us uh, for another episode, Scripture and Song Podcast. We're excited to dive back in next week for one of my favorite songs on the album, The Impossible. And Emily's going to share a little about bit about that song and, and why she wrote it. But until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you later.